Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. Today, I wanted to share with you my own personal fitness journey. Now, there is nothing necessarily outstanding about my journey. Uh, I've not won any competitions or awards or anything like that. I am just consistent. I show up every day and I really enjoy being fit. I enjoy being active. I enjoy working out. I enjoy running. So why? Why share this with you? I wanted to show you that... Fitness will mean different things to different people um, and it will also mean different things to you personally throughout your own life. And I think that you can feel what you think is fit at one stage in your life might be completely different to what you think is fit a couple of years down the track. So today I wanted to discuss all of that and walk you through my journey Um, And then I also have some listener questions at the end uh, that I will cover as well. You know, I've always considered myself quite fit. Um, I've always tried to be active and involved in sports uh, and I've always enjoyed the gym. Uh, Although I probably never really touched a barbell before the last couple of years. Um, throughout high school and uni and um, early in my adult life I was very sporty Uh, like in high school played netball and did rowing and cross country and swimming Um, and then later netball you continue with the netball um, touch footy and tennis and I've always had a gym membership as I said Um, but mostly really just kind of did step classes and, and fluffed around on the machines In terms of nutrition, I ate whatever. (laughs) I didn't really have a clue um, about nutrition or healthy food. And I was brought up with a very basic diet, you know, meat and three veg type of thing. Never really had exotic foods because when I was younger, we just didn't have access to them. So I was never really exposed to them. And I don't just don't think I really tried new things um, as I entered adulthood. And to give you an example, I probably would have been my maybe mid-30s before I tried avocado um, and would have been 40 before I'd ever cooked or eaten salmon before. When I think back, um, while At the time, I would have considered myself pretty fit. You know, earlier in in adult years, really, I was probably more active than fit. So I really wanted to start, I guess, discussing my fitness journey from the end of 2018. This is when I was at my heaviest uh, and I really needed to make some changes. Um, I decided, I just decided that I needed to start looking after myself more and really trying to improve my health and my fitness for the long term. 
I used to look in the mirror and just really dislike what I saw. Um, And I think it was that motivation in the past that prompted me to exercise that negativity and disgust. And I think that's why in the past nothing ever really worked and I never really stuck to anything long term because when it's motivated out of that negativity you're just not really going to connect with it it's it's just not the right motivation um and it was something my husband said to me you know and he he said you know you just need to start loving yourself more i love you for how you are and it i never really thought of it like that and you know hearing it from somebody else really hit home so changed my mindset and i figured it out that I needed to start liking myself a bit more um, and exercising and eating out of positivity and love because I valued myself to be better Um, and it was that motivation of trying to be a better person because I valued myself um, that's what really got me started. So did you know that I actually did Jenny Craig? Um, it taught me a lot about nutrition. So we, Gerard and I both did it and we started it back in November 2018. Um, <clears throat> and it was in the middle of harvest. So it was actually really convenient because uh, we were both terribly busy and to have pre-prepared foods was a godsend really. But I learned that carbs were not my enemy. I learned about having a balanced diet and and really that it was more the size of the meals and how much we were eating um, more than, you know, what we were eating and and to be restrictive and and cut food, certain food groups out. So, yes, it was terribly expensive. Um, but really easy, really convenient. And I must say the support that you get on programs like that, and of course you're paying for it, but the support you get is phenomenal. So we would get phone calls every week and the occasional texts and emails. Um, they, they were great. They were very supportive and you had someone that you were accountable to as well. So we both lost weight quite quickly. Um, and about the same time, I joined the gym in town uh, in Warrialda. And my friend Shandy, um, she was becoming a PT at that time as well. And so started doing some classes um, and I started to train with her. Uh, the next year, 2019, um, it was a bloody horrible year for us. So that was in the depths of drought and so I think going to the gym and exercising became my stress relief it became my outlet I could go to the gym um, and just not have to think about everything else that was going on not have to worry about how we were going to feed the cattle that kind of thing all I had to think about was lifting the weight that was on that bar Um, I also started running again Um, I think it was 
motivated by there was um, the 50k in May, which is a um, fundraising and awareness campaign by the Kiss Goodbye to MS um, uh, campaign, and decided that I would start doing some running during my walks. So you walk 50 kilometers over the course of, of May. So do a bit of walking every day. Um, and I discovered that I actually quite liked running. So I began to run more and more. I had run sporadically earlier in um, earlier in life, but never really stuck with it much. I ended up getting a 10K running app and I really enjoyed those programs. You'd run about three times a week uh, and would do varying lengths of intervals and gradually increase those interval lengths and also or and also um, the pace that you were running. And then did my first park run um, in August 2019, which was heaps of fun. It was that year, 2019, that I also did the Maxine's Challenge for the first time. So Maxine's and Max's, um, Maxine's is the female, Max's is the men's. Uh, Maxine's is a supplement company and they run these 12 week body transformation challenges a few times a year. Um, and I had heard of it. Uh, before but never really knew much about it so signed up and they have a couple of different programs one's more focused on losing weight one's more focused on increasing and improving your strength and I really enjoyed it so I learned a lot about the um, the different lifts and kind of introduced me a little bit more to the traditional style of weightlifting for the first time. So doing using your barbell and your free weights and doing your bench press and um, squats, uh, barbell squats and, and deadlifts. Um, and yeah, it was really good. It also gave you some ideas about nutrition and a bit of a nutrition plan to follow. It was first time that I started tracking food um, and I really enjoyed probably more than anything the community aspect of the challenge. So they had a Facebook group and everyone would follow each other on Instagram and you could ask questions and be motivated and inspired by the other people doing the challenge at the time. Um, it's probably the fittest and the strongest uh, during that challenge that I had ever really been before. Um, I would definitely recommend the Maxine's Challenge, especially if you don't have a personal trainer um, or a, a coach yourself. Um, they have really outstanding support, again, uh, run by coaches and nutritionists themselves. And you're, you always have access to be able to ask questions of people. So yeah, um, did the Maxine's Challenge and uh, really enjoyed that. I have done it a couple of times since um, and in 2020 actually made the top 50, which was a bit exciting. Um, yeah, so it was it was really good. So at the end of 2019, we actually bought um, our own home gym setup. It was a bit of a present uh, Christmas present to each other to Gerard and myself 
And little did we know that that home gym setup would probably be the best thing we've ever done, especially considering a global pandemic was right around the corner. <clears throat> so we started off um, just buying a few dumbbells um, and a bench and a it's like a all-in-one cable machine and rack type setup. Um, so we could do like cable pulls and we got a barbell and weight plates and we could um, put the barbell up on there and do squats and that kind of thing. Uh, so that's what we started with. I had already had a treadmill and a spin bike um, that I had had for many years. So we had those as well. So at the start, it was a fairly good gym setup and we've added to it since then, added lots more dumbbells. Um, and then we've kind of, we've, it's, it's a bit embarrassing sometimes because we've got such a good gym set up. It's, you know, nearly as good as the gym in town, really. Um, but we've added some some cool pieces of equipment that we absolutely love, um, including a leg press machine. And because I love leg press um, and a glute ham raise machine and an elliptical uh, as well. So. We are fairly well set up at home, really don't need to go anywhere. Uh, it was also in 2019 that I started studying nutrition. I did the advanced certificate in nutritional counselling with Health Academy Australia. And really, for no other reason that I had so many questions about nutrition and I just wanted to find out more myself. Um, I didn't do it because I wanted to turn it into a business or starting start to see clients or anything like that. I just found there was so much conflicting information and opinions that you would see on social media and on the internet. Um, and I just wanted to know more myself so that I could make changes to my own diet and nutrition and lifestyle. And I wanted to do it in the right way. So really, I suppose 2018 was where I got started um, on my fitness journey. And then 2019 was probably the year that I started to take things quite seriously. And I started to really understand that you could make significant improvements to your health and well-being through nutrition and exercise. <clears throat> my mindset began to change. Um, and I began nourishing my body and treating myself right and, and loving myself more and doing things, doing the exercise and eating the foods out of love rather than out of disgust, as I said earlier. So I'm not sure whether it was just through maturity that this all came about, uh, or that I was finally beginning to be more myself and accept myself, um, funnily enough, that is the year that I also turned 40. So whether there's something in that, I don't know. So of course, 2020 was the year that everything turned to shit for everybody. Um, but strangely enough, not necessarily for us here and not for me. Um, 
things were doing much better on the farm that year. We started seeing a bit of rainfall and our cropping um, started to begin, uh, started to return to normal. We had more feed for the cattle. And of course, we had our home gym. So I reached a few goals that I had set um, in 2020 uh, strength-wise. I reached that elusive 100 kilogram deadlift, um, which I was pretty excited about and bloody proud of myself too. And also did heaps and heaps of running, Um, you know, really began to love my running. It was my meditation. I would just put my headphones on and just go running and I would feel so much better once I got back. Um, You know, bloody hard slog, but it just made me feel so good. Uh, I did the, um, couldn't do the regular city to surf in Sydney. So I did the virtual city to surf running on farm and that's a 14 kilometer run. Um, and over the course of um, 2020, I actually ran 671 kilometers. And I mean, to me, that sounds pretty impressive. But when you consider that it, how much it's up from the previous year, uh, so I ran 285 kilometers in 2019. So. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really proud of that as well. So I got fitter and stronger over lockdown in 2020. But I think I probably also had a tendency to really overdo things and to overtrain. My friend and trainer at the time told me that I needed to just enjoy the process And it took me a fair while to understand what she meant by that. I was always so laser focused by the end result and achieving something. And um, I just I think I was looking too far ahead and I was not really just enjoying the doing, enjoying the training. Um, I always had to have something in mind, always felt like I had to achieve something and work towards something. And yes, it is good to have goals, but you need to enjoy the process as well. As I said, I had that end goal in mind and I just thought I have to throw everything at this and just go, 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 go to try and achieve it. As I said, I think I was just putting so much stress on my body, um, which meant that I wasn't achieving what I had hoped that I would be. Uh, I think really my results were probably also hampered by the fact that I was eating a lot more than I thought that I was and not tracking properly, tracking my food properly. Of course, I'm an impatient person. I want results immediately. So um, COVID forced my trainer and friend um, back into full-time work. So she stopped personal training And it was at that time that I came across my current coach, um, Kim Leggett. So she is an online trainer and coach. And I really love Kim's coaching and programming style. So as she came to understand me, and I guess as I also came to hone in on what I was really wanting to achieve as well, she would formulate my programming based on those goals 
um, and the equipment that I had access to and what my limitations were. And since I've been with Kim, we've gone through several phases of different programming styles. Um, I've started training with Kim in October 2020, um, October last year. So um, we first focused on fat loss and then entered into um, a bit of a rehab and then strength phase, which I'll get into. And now we're focusing on fat loss again. Kim is very tough on technique and lifting form, um, which of course must be difficult when you're an online coach and, and very different because you can't see what everyone, what your client is doing um, right in front of you. Uh, so what I would do is I would actually send her videos um, that I had taken of myself doing the exercises in the gym and then she would give me feedback on my form and make suggestions and, and critique what I was doing. Um, as an online coach, she would also get my biofeedback. So I fill out a questionnaire every week about how I'm feeling and how I'm doing. Uh, we do regular Zoom check-ins uh, and out of those, she then makes program adjustments and nutrition adjustments. So most importantly, she actually pairs my nutrition with my training um, so that everything aligns with my goals. And I tell you what, if you are serious about getting results, whether it's for um, strength or whether it's for weight loss or weight gain or building muscle, um, if you're serious about getting the right results, that's the only way to do it. To have someone um, that is pairing your nutrition and your training together, um, you're really only getting half the picture with just an exercise program. So poor Kim, our time together really has been plagued by injuries on my part. Uh, so in December um, last year, I suffered an injury and I think it's when I first herniated my disc. Um, and so this year we um, so did something in December and then also in May, it's kind of gotten worse. So I'm not sure if it's just a carryover from that or yeah. Anyway, so at the beginning of the year, I started on a bit of a rehab phase and my focus was on structural balance and trying to improve and remediate some imbalances that I had um, have between my left and my right sides, particularly on my lower body. And I tell you what, folks, this is where having a knowledgeable coach comes in to be able to program for this kind of thing when, you know, you have sustained an injury um, or have um, any kind of issues, then that's, you know, you, you need someone that really knows what they're doing. So we've gradually been working on increasing my strength and throughout the year, earlier this year, I was doing really well. I got my deadlifts back up to just over 100 kilos. But then I think whether it's from wear and tear and the impact from netball and starting to running again, my disc in my lower back started giving me grief again. 
And in the end of May, and and this is why I th- I'm not sure whether it f- actually f- ever fully healed from December. At the end of May, because I didn't do anything, I didn't have an injury. I didn't do anything specific to cause the really bad pain in May. But I had a relapse back in May and I've never been in more pain in my life. So I was basically bedridden for almost a month with this severe nerve pain um, and it would run all down my leg. Um, It was horrible. It was just this constant pain, um, relentless kind of pain. Nothing would stop it. Um, There was no relief from it. And that's what's horrible. Like often... If you pull a muscle or something, you can get relief by sitting in a certain position or, or taking some pain relief. But even Endone was not cutting through the pain, this nerve pain. It was horrible. Um, so really, I think probably that, you know, three to four weeks of pretty much doing absolutely nothing um, was probably the best thing for me because it allowed my body to completely rest um and so since then I've basically had to start from the start again I have followed my coaches and my physios advice to a T um which I probably if I'm being honest didn't never really do before because uh, I just wanted to get back into things uh so I started some rehab programming I did my physio exercises religiously every day I didn't overdo it which I always would have in the past so right now my fitness focus is on weight loss or fat loss um, and more so to really try and reduce the strain and the pressure on my joints Um, so I have been rehabbing and gradually regaining my strength, gradually regaining mobility um, and activity and slowly, gradually increasing and improving activity and mobility. And I've really started to listen to my body and pulled back when I have needed to, when it's necessary. So yeah, at the moment we're working towards changing my um my weight set point so that's kind of there's a set point that your weight will kind of just gravitate towards um, where you just kind of seem comfortable at and I want to lower that set point I want to keep that weight off for good and I'm not talking about massive massive weight loss Um, you know even kind of five changing that set point by five kilos um, that's the goal at the moment I'm probably, I think I'm actually the leanest I have ever been in my adult life right now. Um, I am leaner even, I'm probably the leanest that Gerard has ever seen me since he has known me. Um, And while my strength is perhaps down a little bit during, um, you know, because I've had to just gradually increase activity from after my injury. 
I'd probably say that I'm now the fittest and healthiest that I have ever been before in life. So you see how fitness is actually relative. Um, You know, I thought when I was doing the Maxims Challenge that I was the fittest I'd ever been. Um, But that fit then um, is probably different to the fitness that I have now um, in a different way. One thing both Gerard and I have noticed uh, now that we have dropped a little bit of weight, uh, even though we're exercising more, um, we aren't as achy in our joints. Um, So definitely it does help to take that weight off a little bit. Um, So talked a little bit about my training. Also, um, at the beginning of the year, I spent um, about four to five months in maintenance calories. Um, And this is kind of in, in... um, consultation with my coach. So it's four to five months in maintenance calories, and um, that really kind of reset my metabolism. And I, I found I really needed to do this. So I just maintained my weight and my body composition during that time. I wasn't focusing on weight loss, I wasn't focusing on anything else except um, improving my strength and um, a structural balance um, and to explain so when you're talking about uh, calories a calorie deficit is when you're in a fat loss phase and a calorie um, maintenance or even a calorie surplus is um, when you're eating the same amount of um, energy food as you are expending so you're kind of just sitting in a balance basically um so really my future goals i'm i'm not really sure i'm not 100% sure what next year holds and i know we're only in september um i'm just really focusing on this final bit of um fat loss phase that I'm in at the moment and as I said changing my weight set point um, and being a bit lighter to take that pressure off my joints and then I will sit down and try and figure out where I want to go I suppose it depends on how my body is feeling how my back is going and see what kind of goals I want to work towards in the back of my mind I still have this burning desire to enter a bodybuilding competition um oh it feels so funny to say that to actually um admit it to people I don't know what people think of that but it's something that I've just always wanted to do um so I know that I would still have so much work ahead of me um and I know how difficult it is to work towards that kind of thing It's been a really hard year for those that have been prepping for bodybuilding competitions um, because COVID has cancelled so many of them. So I guess I will look at what the situation is next year and decide what I want to do. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've always thought about. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a dream that I've had. So that's where I am right now. Um, trying to figure out what my next goals are going to be. So I had some listener questions and um, some of them I've kind of covered a little bit in the podcast, but otherwise I will go through them. Uh, The first one is, where did we get our gym equipment? So I've explained a few things that we have already. Um, The first stuff that we got, the cable machine and... um, plates and dumbbells and that kind of thing that is all from gym and fitness Uh, so if you look online you can search up gym and fitness Um, we have bought most of our major um, gym equipment through gym and fitness Uh, excellent to deal with Uh, and then um, the cardio machines have either come from naughty track or pro form um, or rebel sport always get heaps of stuff through rebel sport um especially like the smaller stuff um and the cardio equipment through them and then just picking up stuff from kmart and big w um when you see stuff you know it could be like the ropes or kettlebells that kind of thing um yeah so that's um that's mostly where we've got our gym equipment from how I got started and why. So I guess most of that I've covered through this episode, um, but obviously I've always enjoyed being active. People often say you need to drill down on your why and it's that it's important to figure out your why. And one of the little activities that um, comes to mind is that they say you should ask why five times. So why do I want to become fitter? Well, I want to be fit and strong. Why? Uh, Because it will improve my overall health and fitness. Why is that important? So that I can try and avoid health issues into the future. Why is that important? So that I can have a long time with my friends and family. Um, So I guess... Really, that is my why. Next question is, what has been the hardest part? Which is a good question. Um, Several things have been pretty hard. Injury for me has been really hard and difficult. Um, From the aspect, obviously, not just the pain, but not being able to do what I've wanted to do um, and dealing with the setbacks. Um, I, As I have mentioned, I'm an impatient person. Uh, so I have learnt that I've had to show restraint during my whole rehab process. Um, doing the actual work has never been the hard part for me. Um, being disciplined and motivated, that's... That's not um, hard for me, but uh, I think being patient is uh, and understanding just how long it can take to change your body um, and increase your strength significantly 
especially once you're a bit more of a trained individual, um, once you've been training for a little while, making those changes um, is a is a slow process. So often people will, if they're a bit overweight, they will start exercising and they'll notice significant changes quite fast. But once you're more of a trained person and you have been going to the gym for quite a number of years, those changes are so much more harder to come by. And so in years gone by, um, in early years, I would have just given up and just started eating crap again after a month when I didn't see the results that I had expected. But I don't do that now. And I think also it's because I don't do those crazy restrictive diets either. Um, I eat, I, and I always eat a balanced diet. Um, my diet is filled with the foods that I like eating. And I always say, I'm not on a diet, I have a healthy diet. Um, I, I don't restrict. I still am eating chocolate, even though currently I'm in a calorie deficit. I still am eating all the foods that I enjoy. So being patient is hard. Showing restraint for me is hard. Um, and I know, uh, you know, I have been lifting heavier than I should have before that I'm ready. Um, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and I need to stop expecting results too quickly, especially when it comes to weight loss and body recomposition. And a lot of it comes back to mindset too. Um, I find it hard sometimes to believe that my body can change to be the way I want it to be. The last question that I have is about macros. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a difficult one actually to answer because my macros actually change all of the time. So macros refers to macronutrients and the ratio of carbohydrates, protein and fats in, in the diet. Um, so my macros will change depending on which phase I'm in. Generally, my protein um, intake always stays the same at around 130 grams a day. Um, but beyond that, um, my carb and fat levels will um, move around even from week to week. Um, so often it's like a 30-30-40 breakdown. Sometimes it's a 40-30-30. Uh, so it's for protein, um, fat, carb. So, yeah. And this is where if you're wondering what macros you should be on, please go see somebody that specializes in that, whether it's a dietitian, um, a nutritionist, or a trainer that understands nutrition and is able to discuss nutrition with you as part of your training program so that is me that uh, is my fitness journey I hope that you have enjoyed listening and I hope that you have gotten something out of it um, and I hope that you um, can see that you know everyone has their own journey everyone um has their own understanding of what fitness is and this is my my fitness journey 
So feel free to contact me if you have any questions or um, want any further information. I'm always here to have a chat to you. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Fit, Fab and 40 Something podcast. As always, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40 Something Podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.